Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Daring to be different, daring to be different. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. I am a radio host. I've been hosting for 10 years on Dream Chasers Radio and the Dream Chasers Radio Network. We've been interviewing many, many people from all walks of life, and that's what I am. I am an interviewer. I'm also a certified life coach, and I am also a singer. So um, a singer with a, a band, and um a very big fan now, and, and that's what I do. Um, I do a lot of different things, but I am excited about this show, definitely excited about the show because today getting motivated was in your dream. Okay, so you have a dream, and you want to get motivated within a dream, within your own dream, within the dream that you consider top priority in your life, and that's why you're here to listen to this show today. We're going to have a lot of different people who are going to be coming on to the show telling you about their dreams and how they got motivated within their own dreams, not not on the outside but on the inside. You're listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in North Fork, Florida, as well as Bomba B Radio in New York City, Energy Chasers Radio and TV Network. If you haven't added our work to station, that's Yaya Diamond TV, Yaya Diamond TV. So getting motivated within your dream, how do you do this? How do you, you know, getting motivated to do your dream is one thing. But being motivated within that goal, within that dream, within those aspirations, that can be a totally separate thing because that means you've already started, you've already um, gotten into the process of your goals and your dreams, you've started something, you got your website or you have something. But now you have to stay or get motivated within that dream. So there are pieces to the puzzle that you may not have yet, but whatever the case may be, to stay motivated to do what you set out to do is going to be a whole different, uh, just, just a different area than getting motivated to do it. And so what is it that we need to stay motivated within our dreams? Well, I'm going to tell you a couple of things. I'm going to say that being motivated within your dream can be complicated because there are, if you want to go ahead and you want to do signs, you want to put up signs, that is your dream. You, you want to have a sign company. Well, there are a lot of different facets to a sign company. Now you have to get motivated within that dream to get and to acquire the, not only just the knowledge to run that business, but what is it that you need to run that business? How much does it cost to run that business? What are the up, up you know, the upfront costs of that business? And how do I not get discouraged? Because there are things that we're not going to be able to afford when we, you know, when you start out in this business. So I'm here to tell you that staying and getting motivated within that dream means don't take everything at once. 
don't take everything at once. There is, you do it piece by piece, little by little. Take it as you as it comes, and then you move to the next step. A lot of us, we want to, oh, my gosh, I'm going to open a sign company. I need a truck with a lift. I need, I need, uh, I, I need scaffolding. I need every, I need this. I need that. I need vinyls. I need letters. I need, but do you really need that to start? Maybe you can rent a truck to start. Maybe the company that you're working for is going out of business and you can buy them. Maybe there's a company that's going out of business that you can buy. How about when the client pays you to do a sign, you pass on those costs, you buy them when the client pays you up front for your deposit. See, there are different ways to do things. And being and getting motivated within your dream is going to be the major thing that you need to do in order to stay in business. Now, mind you, I'm going to go through all this stuff. I'm going to go through everything that you need, and I know this is going to be a very boring aspect of it all. But the business side of it is more important than the motivated side of it. Oh, I really want to do this. Oh, I really want to get this sign company. Oh, I really want to sing. Oh, I really. Okay, so let me tell you something. I'm going to do what I know. What I know is singing. I know singing. I know performing. I know that because I've been doing it and I grew up in it and I know what you need to get started and what it, what it takes to stay motivated within that dream. So my dream was writing music, um, lyrics, and singing and performing and being an inspiration and, and doing my dreams and, doing, and, and going after my goals and all this was in the music industry. That is, my, that is my goal right there. And also life coaching. I love life coaching. It's like I love helping people. So that goes hand in hand to me because not only am I going out and singing and bringing joy to people and bringing memories and making new memories, great memories with music and song and dance and, oh, my gosh, do you remember this? And you, so I'm, and, but I'm also bringing joy whether it's with, you know, being a certified life coach or doing the things that I love in music, okay? So my band, Reverend Barry and the Funk. No, I am not the leader of the band, but it is my band. I'm a part of the band. I'm a part, I am a physical part of that band. Regardless of whether or not I started a band, it doesn't matter. People look at Reverend Barry and the Funk, and they see the pieces that make Reverend Barry and the Funk. So we have a horn section. We have a rhythm section. We have, two, we have three vocalists in the band, and every single one of us makes up the band. It doesn't really matter who began the band. We all represent the band. So if one of us is off, all of us are off. So when you hire people, when you look into going into business with people, you have to make sure that they have, to, they have a similar goal and that they are just as excited as you are to go after these dreams, to go after these goals. The excitement, the love, everything has to be the same. It cannot differ. They can be different in the aspect by which you want to go about doing things. So me personally, I'm a singer. I'm a lyricist. Okay, that's what I do. Do I play an instrument? Yes but you will never see me play the instrument outside because I am not a perfectionist at it. I'm not good enough to go out and do it, but I'm good enough to come up and comprise with different things that I need for myself just to make my songs 
so that I can, you know, give it out or, or write a lyric or something like that. So I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses, but my strength is a part of the band. Getting motivated within your dream is being the piece of the puzzle that you need to be. You need to be that piece of the puzzle. If you're not going to be that piece of the puzzle, if you're always going to be complaining that the other person has a bigger piece than you, I'm sorry. You're not a team player. Maybe you need to have your own band. Maybe you need to have your own company. Maybe you need to do your own thing. Because everybody has a way of doing things, and I know that I have my way of doing things, and that's great. But as a piece of the puzzle, even when you have your own business, you still have pieces of the puzzle that represent you when you go out. Don't think that if you're going to have a sign company, that the person that goes out and represents your company is not a part of you, because they are. So your business is more important than your goal and your dream. And being motivated within your dream, within your goal, is going to keep you in business. So we have the pieces of the puzzle together. Now what? So each piece represents a, a, a task, um, a, a, a success. Um, when you get this puzzle together, is that the end? No, because Every time you put a puzzle together, there's a new one that needs to be put together. There's a new piece. There might even be a piece that jumps out and you're missing it. You ever, you ever put together a puzzle and all of a sudden you're looking for one piece and you know it was there, you put it there and it's not there? So each person that works for you or you work for them, you are their piece. You represent them. You represent yourself. The person that works for you represents you. Being motivated means you have a group of people, like-minded people, that represent each piece of the puzzle that you need to make your goal and your dream a success, which means that just because I'm motivated and I am gung-ho about this whole thing, about singing, and I walk into rehearsal and I don't have my songs together, I don't know what we're doing because I didn't read the email or I didn't read the notes. I, I don't answer my text, but I'm ready. I'm re- and I don't have a microphone. No, no microphone. But I'm ready. No, you're not ready. Because the business is way more important than your motivation. It's, the business is way more important than your eagerness to do it. The business side of it takes precedent over everything. And I'm going to tell you why it does that. Because if you walk into a, into a show, you're getting ready to play guitar, and you walk into a show and you have no guitar, you have no amp, you have no XLRs, you have no, no chords, you have nothing, and you're not ready, that's the business side of it. You're not ready, and you've let down your entire group. That's it. So you can be motivated but not ready. So how do you get motivated within your task? How do you stay motivated? The first thing you need to do is get your business in order. Get your business in order. 
Make sure that is good. Make sure that it's up and running. When you go and you do your thing, that you have the necessary tools that you need to perform your task. So when you walk in the door, people look at you and they say, oh, my gosh, did you see so-and-so? They came in, they had everything they needed. That is a professional. That right there, that's the way it should be done. That's how we do it. Staying motivated within your dream means you not only are motivated to do the task that you've been hired to do or the task that you want to do, but that you have the equipment to do it with. We have our first guest on the line today. I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hello? Me? Yes, How you hello. doing? I have an interview with you at like 8.15. You do? Well, let's do Yeah, it. I believe so. Nobody else called in. Oh. Well, we we had 8.13, so what's your time? <laughs> uh, you're just 8.30, you said? I said it's oh, 8.15 was the interview. Yeah. Let's do this, babe. So what's your name and what, and what do you do? I'm Cameron Bahani, and I'm a rapper. You're a rapper. Awesome, awesome. So, okay, so how did you get started? Uh, I don't know. I was just, um, I was just, when I was younger, I just started writing and everything, and then it kind of came into fruition, and that's what it was. Wow. That's kind of cool. So when you, when you started it, what, what, how did that happen? How did that go to pass? Was it, it was, something that just happened and then you got started and then what what happened um i mean i started like i started when i was like in eighth well i started writing in sixth grade and now i'm 26 but i Mm. I just i don't know i saw a lot of people do it and i didn't think a lot of people were good at it so i just started it and i didn't even take it seriously but then it just you know kind of started happening wow wow okay so with all that happening, how did you take it? What did you do to uh, make yourself that rapper that you wanted to become once you just once it happened? What did you do? What were the steps? Some of the steps that you took. Uh, you were asking what steps I took for it to happen. Yeah, no, yeah, like after you got, you know, okay, I'm gonna be a rapper. That's it. What happened after that? Uh, um, I, I started recording, and I started making a bunch of mixtapes that weren't really good, and everybody made fun of me in high school. And then I got, oh and then I got good at it because you keep doing it, and you get better. Mhm. Wow. You know what I mean? So, right, and then, and then, I mean, what I'm trying to do is pull out, like, the process. Being a musician is not easy. What is it that kind of surprised you? That inspires me? that surprised you during the, you know, during the the makeup of being a rapper and everything, what surprised you? Was there any aspects of it that surprised you? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of aspects of rap, of starting a rap that really surprised me. I think that, um, I think actually the only thing that really surprised me is how much the studio costs. I, I don't, stuff is expensive. Uh, so, and after that, you have to pay for, you know, Management campaigns, a lot of stuff like that. So if I was if I was to give any advice to a rapper that's coming up, it'd be to save all your money, stop spending it on girls and stuff, and, <laughs> and 
and I think you'll be I think you'll be all right. You know, I mean, wow. The book I read called "The Richest Man in Babylon." It says save a tenth of your earnings every week, and you should be good. So you have to save mm-hmm. it for investment because music is not a hobby; it's an investment at one point. So you have to just keep it going. What was it that you didn't expect? I mean, was it the studio equipment? Was it your microphone? Was it what was it? Uh, for you mean how much it costs? Yeah. Uh, it's everything. Usually videos cost up to a thousand bucks if you want at least a good one. If you want, you know, if you want a good studio, it's gonna run you anywhere from seventy to a hundred something an hour. Um, you know, I, I mean, it comes down to a lot of things. You gotta buy beats. You gotta copyright your things, and a lot of people have a big misconception about copywriting your music. So the thing mm-hmm. is that you can have up to 135 tracks submitted uh, for a copyright batch. So you could put 135 dollars, sorry, 135 songs for $35 and they all get copywritten. And people don't really understand that that's all you have to do. And, uh, but you got to make sure your samples, there's a lot that goes into it that costs a lot of money. But, mm-hmm. you know, the way that I look at it, and this may be terrible advice, even if you don't have a sample clearance and you get sued, if you're an independent artist, and I'm about to say a little secret an entertainment lawyer told me, <laughs> if you uh, want to make music and you submit something that doesn't have a sample clearance, they're not going to come after you if you get 2,000 please. They only go for the big people. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth the money. Yeah. So, it's but worth it's worth it. Like I said, it's an investment. Mhm. Mhm. So, what has happened to you? I mean, I mean, what do you have out right now, and and uh, what is going on with your music? So I just I just put out a project called Die Fear, Die Fall, Die Succeed. Um, it's doing really well. Uh, we're like 2,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, which for me is a big deal because I never had a project past um, like 150. So this one's mm-hmm. doing really well, and it keeps going up by a lot every day. So I'm just trying to see where it goes, you know what I mean? Right. Where? Okay, what's the name of the of the project again on Spotify? Uh, I-C-H-Y. I'm sorry, you're cutting up. Go ahead. It's called Thy Fear, Thy Fall, Thy Succeed. Okay. Nice, nice. Well, you're gonna have to um, you're gonna have to somebody's gonna have to send that to me so we can go ahead and put that up on our um, on our Spotify uh channel, so we can feature you. Oh, that's you. really cool. Now, oh yeah, no, definitely, because we're getting ready. We're we're doing a lot of different things, and um, so. I really want to want to help you know feature people and feature their music. That is amazing. So, what what did you have to do to position yourself in this particular dream that you have? Uh, focus, you know, when you when you fell into it, great. But what was the first thing that you did that you knew you had to do in order to get your business right when it comes down to you know like that copywriting and things like that. What was the first thing that you knew? You knew if you didn't do this, this is it's not going to go right. Well, I knew when I made this album that it was going to go somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, it is, thank, thankfully, it is going somewhere. But, you know, I mean, uh, the first priority, the most important priority to me in general was to make sure that I somewhat set up a lane for my friends and family. You know, there's a lot of good people that are listening right now who have, helped me 
kind of gravitate towards that position of having all my rights, um, owning my masters, things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, stuff like that is really important because a lot of people don't realize that if you don't own your masters, you're not getting all the money. So it's kind of, you know, some people will be like, ah, oh, you know, I'll pay 50% for the producer. Like if I'm on distro kid and I want to split my royalties, I'll pay 50% to the producer, 50% to mm-hmm. myself. And the thing is, people don't really realize that you should be taking 100%. And that's what I mean by an investment. Because you never know where your music can go. Right. You know, you can, you, can, you can pretty much record anything you want. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be lyrically exceptional. It could be anything. So when you do that, you never know what can come of it. All it takes is a couple people right. to pass it around, and that creates an effect. And you have a different multitude of listeners. Um, and pretty much it's just like my parents, you know, my... My boys, Raph, uh, Mike, Sam, John, Paul, Parker, all these guys are, like, really um, important to my craft and what I do, so I want to make sure they eat as well because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am musically, you know, or I wouldn't have the, I wouldn't have the, let me see, I wouldn't have the steps necessary to make it to where I want to make it. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. And do you have a YouTube channel? Not really. I got to get working on that. I don't really have a YouTube channel. I should. I think YouTube is so annoying. I hate YouTube. I use it to watch like uh, I use it to watch like The Sopranos and stuff. <laughs> I use it to watch like like South Park highlights and like uh, like The Sopranos. I don't use it for anything else. And I, well, I, I mean, I find some beats on there, but I try not to use YouTube producers. So. Right, you know. Okay, That's and so your song, Actually. and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm gonna go ahead and see what I got here. See if I can grab you. It's not coming up. You wanna spell? My name is like pretty hard to spell. If you spell it right, I'll send like ten dollars to your Patreon. Oh, I love you. So it's it's K A M R N and then B A H A N I. You got it, Mama. I get ten dollars. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. But anyway, so I know I got your stuff. It was they sent it to me, so it's cheating. I'm not gonna count. I'm not gonna lie to you. I cheated. But I got you. On, I, I have you on Twitter. I have you on Twitter. Um, and yeah. then it says here on Spotify. Um, so I'm trying to find you on Spotify. And so you know now. The business aspect of everything, yeah, the page is not loading for some reason. Um, the business aspect of everything is they, is I fear, is I fall, is I succeed. When you think about it, what's more important, your goal, your dreams, your aspirations, or the business when it comes to having this done or being a part of, of uh, or being a rapper? What, what does it mean to be a rapper for me? No, no. What what is it? What is the most important part of the business side of it? Is it the business side of it or the aspiration and the goal side of it? No, I mean it kind of you know that's kind of like a double edged sword a little bit because um, first off you know if you want to run a successful business you need to have the monetary facets and you know the proper funding to be able to craft that and to be able to insure it. Mm-hmm. So you know and the way you do that is to be able to somewhat cultivate an audience and cultivate the audience properly. Like I'm mm-hmm. you know, I'm start, I mean, I'm starting to 
get a little bit of traction. So I'm starting to understand what my niche is. And uh, when you listen to my music, please don't consider me blind. It's really bad.
Go buy all your clothes at Goodwill. They're just clothes. Don't worry. If a girl wants to be with you or your friends want to be with you because you wear cool clothes and not your friends, save all your money. Don't buy it for food, uh, food, your, your music, and sometimes ice cream. Other than that, do not spend a dollar ever. <laughs> and your bills and stuff. And if wow. you don't like to pay, I totally get it. But yeah, don't spend it on anything that you don't need. Mm-hmm. He who buys what he does not need steals from himself. So, I hear that. you know, that's the way you got to look at it. Mm-hmm. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for being on the show, man. And you're right. You know, we spend money on stupid stuff sometimes, and it, it can it, it can hinder your dream, definitely hinder your dream. You keep you keep everything motivated, man, and you keep that music coming, okay? All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good night. All right, you too. You guys can read Cameron on K-A-R-K-A-M-R-O-N-B-A-H-A-N-I. And I'm going to go ahead and tweet that. I'm going to tweet to him, and I'm actually going to share share his page on my um, page on Twitter. You guys can go to V-I-I Diamond, and you'll see his page up there. That way you guys can kind of link up. Also, you can copy and paste him in your browser. And um, and make sure that you go ahead and visit his Twitter and go to his page where he has his um his music on. Uh, I'm looking here on SoundCloud and and uh, Spotify and uh, wherever else it is. He's got the links up there. He's got his stuff good. Apple Music, Title, Bandcamp, Camp. You go, boy. Thank you, baby girl. <laughs> All right, thank I'll you. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for having me. All right, no problem, anytime. All right, bye. Well, okay, so the music part of it is great, but there's business. There's business to be had. Staying motivated within your dream means you've got to save your money and you've got to prioritize, you know, prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. We have our next guest in a few seconds. Thank you so much for listening to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. We'll be right back. Give us 37 seconds to set up the next caller. Thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi, uh, this is Ken. I go by the name K Money. Yes. Uh, so I'm I'm actually a trader. I run a run an online group. It's an online community for traders or people aspiring to be traders. Um, there's so much money to be made in the stock market, and so mm-hmm. few people, especially millennials nowadays. They don't really seem to know which direction to take. So I kind of created this group uh, as a way to jumpstart things and get people interested and motivated. Right. Wow. Now, there's a stigmatism with trading. People, when you say trading, they think casino. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm just trying to be real. They think it's No, no, no like, de- okay. definitely. Uh, there, to be to be honest, there's there there are so many people out there who think the same thing. They think trading is the same as gambling. Um, but there's so much to it. Um, I I actually learned to trade when I was a, when I was a kid. Uh, my father actually taught me the basics, and I actually ended up working in the financial industry for several years. Well, even while I was in high school, um, and that's how I really ended up getting into it and getting my niche and started teaching people um, to do it the same way. And sometimes uh, a lot of people, they do think it feels like gambling, but I I would say that there's a lot more behind it and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, risk management to it. I think too many people, when they do jump into it, they think, all right, I'm going to be a millionaire overnight. And that's where the issue comes up. Right. And so what is the realistic goal of being a trader becoming a trader or trading? So, I mean, whenever people approach me in terms of, uh, in terms of doing it for a living, I always ask them, all right, well, what's your end game? Uh, what's the goal that you're aiming for when you, when you think about being a trader? And I think a lot of people, they, they have this weird mentality that they're going to end up being a millionaire overnight but it does mm-hmm. take some work. Um, it does take work, but it also takes a little bit of luck also. Um, there, there are actually a bunch of people that end up uh, that were with me since the beginning when I started my group who actually blew up into, into uh, blew up their accounts into uh, these giant profit churners. Uh, for example, we had this one guy in my group uh, when I started it last year, his name's Chris. He started with a $2,000 account, and in less than three months, he hit 55000 And it's And um, the, the cool thing about it is on the, on the account, you can see how the account performed over the three months. So you, can see, you can see where people end up taking these giant risks, and you can see where, where you get these giant pushes for the upside, giant pushes for the downside. And it's all about really managing your risk. And I think uh, I think there are too many people out there who um, who put themselves off as professionals and offer to teach people, but they have no real experience. And everyone said everyone tries to put it out as if they have the holy grail in terms of trading. And I always say that I always say that trading is just like any other job, and it's meant to be extremely boring. Um, and the hardest part about trading is always managing the risk. It's not so much about being right. It's not right. It's not so much about being wrong. It's about making sure you don't lose your money in the process. And I think that's the most important mm-hmm. part about it. Okay. Okay. And how how do you go about doing that? Like I said, because a lot of people are very skeptical about it. You know, I tell people if you have a checking account, they're using mm-hmm. your money to advance themselves and their banks and right. their institutions. So right. isn't there a way to do that for yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, there are different, there are different ways that you can go about it. When people talk about trading, they think about stocks. 
but they they don't know about all all of these other products uh, such as foreign currency. Now we have cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin and Ripple and stuff like that. Um, but what I focus the most on, uh, they're they're called options. They're contracts on stocks. So basically. These are derivatives that give you the right to buy and sell stock at certain prices. So someone who steps in uh, into trading, you don't need a whole lot of money to make money uh, like you would with the stock market. If you were to Mm -hmm. do this in the stock market, someone would need, uh, I would say, at least 50,000 just to make a decent income every month. But Mm -hmm. someone who has $1,000, $2,000, they can easily... Um, they can easily do what I'm doing and make a good income off of it. Um, I, I was actually mentioning to, uh, I was actually talking to some of the people that work with me for my group um, about one of my friends who I taught roughly a year ago. So he mm-hmm. started out with absolute, absolutely uh, no knowledge of the market, nothing. And he actually messaged me yesterday, right before Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> he goes. He, he goes. Uh, he goes, dude. I can't believe it's been it's been um, it's been uh, less than a year. Um, I, I managed to quit my job, and now I'm doing this for a living. And he's like, I can't thank you enough. And like, it's it's tough getting to that, because so many people are hard headed, and when you're dealing with money. Um, everything flies out the window because when you see when you see your money popping up and dwindling down, it's rough. And a lot of people they don't really know how to handle that. Mhm. Hmm. Now, how how do you get? Okay, for those people who want to quit their job, is this a good way to do it, or is that just one of the ways you can do it? Or I mean, what do you advise? Because there, I'm sure there are I a mean, lot of people that are probably listening today. And they're like, yes, I want to quit my job. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, uh, honestly, if you, if not through me, if you were to find someone else to learn from or a mentor, I always tell people, if you're going to find someone, make sure that it's someone who actually does it for, does it for a living. Um, you mm-hmm. see so many people online now who are offering to teach, but they have zero experience. So I always I always joke with within my group because there are so many people online who say, oh, I have 20 years of experience on Wall Street. Um, I used to be a I used to be a licensed trader, and a lot of people don't know that you can actually look up to see if they were really licensed. And 99 percent right. of these people, 99 percent of these people have never stepped foot onto Wall Street. Um, out of everyone oh that I that have come across my screen, I've only seen maybe one person who actually legitimately has worked on Wall Street for like 30 years. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Yeah, it, it's horrible. And I think I think nowadays there, there are just so many people who are out there who, who, um, who are just trying to fill their own pockets. And it's for them, it's more about making money off of teaching people rather than trading and that that kind of and uh that's kind of the difference between uh, myself and 99 percent of the other people out there who are also teaching mm-hmm. so what realistically can a person expect if they were to invest five hundred dollars 
Let's say because so, a lot of I people mean, are getting their they're getting their income tax checks yeah. now. And then you know you got some money. You know what I mean? So you want to invest five hundred dollars yeah. because you got a thousand dollars and you got your rent half your rent is gone. So you're gonna take five hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. And you're gonna take it and put it in your rent, and you got five hundred dollars. What do they do with that five hundred dollars that may so, over uh, time grow enough? So I mean, here here's the thing. A, a lot of it depends on how much time you want to end up dedicating to it. And I always tell mm-hmm. people that if you're going to end up trading, there's a time frame for everyone. Some people, some people like me, prefer to day trade, where we'll sit in front of our sit in front of our computer for an hour or so, and that's it. We're done trading for the day. We start at 9:30. We're done by 10:30 or 11. There are some people who are working full-time jobs. And they don't have the time to do it. So I, so there's something called swing trading where you hold on to a trade for hours or days. So that's, that's another good alternative. Um, so there, there's really this balance because um, it, this is something I talk about a lot within my group that based on how much time you have, there's also a different mentality depending on what you want to do. Um, because mm-hmm. when you're doing these trades where you're holding on to it for hours or days, the profit potential is much higher, but the risk is also as high. So there's a chance you can lose 90% overnight, but there's also a chance where you can make 500% overnight. When right. it comes to day trading and doing what I'm doing, I'm focusing more on these small gains, but in my head, small means 30% to 80% in an hour. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what I wow. focus on. And and what you what you do actually again it the the uh, the mentality between both is completely different. So um, so when you're so when you're talking about doing these swing trades where you're holding on to it for a couple of days, like one, two, three days, you're looking to make more than you can actually lose. So if you can lose a hundred percent, I always tell people the goal is to make a hundred fifty or two hundred percent or better inside of those couple of days. When you're day trading, like what I'm doing, the goal is to manage your money and just step out as quickly as possible inside of that hour or so. Now, let me ask you a question. And I know this may be on the minds of some of the people that are listening today. If you were to put in a dollar, this is just so it would be really Uh simple, one dollar. You put in one (laughs) dollar. Can you lose Uh all of that and not regain it, or does it – or does it go? Or let's say it goes into the negative. So you okay. put in a dollar, and immediately right. you lost two dollars. But do you hold okay, on so, to it, and it goes up, or so, do you completely lose so, your money? So here's the thing: with with the stock market, you can hold on to something literally forever until it goes bankrupt or goes to the moon. Uh, with what I do, I work with what are called options. They actually have expiration dates, so mm. you can. By a certain day, though, whatever you're buying, it could be worthless. It could be worth a lot more, but you don't have to wait until the expiration to get out of them. I can buy something that expires tomorrow and be out in 30 minutes and make mm. a nice profit off it. Um, the nice thing about what I do also is whatever you put in, you can't lose more than you put in. So if you put in a dollar, you can't lose more than a dollar. You can't lose $2. But gotcha. the upside to it is that dollar can be worth $5 or $10 or $50. Gotcha. Um, we've actually uh-huh. 
posted a bunch of uh, pictures on Facebook and Instagram where we've walked away with a thousand percent or fifteen hundred percent in two or three days. Wow. So yeah. okay, I wanna ask you a question because you know, yeah. getting into day trading or swing trading or whatever trading you wanna do, is there uh-huh. a way to lose all of your money? Yeah, there there is and a lot of it is with bad risk management. Um so one of the biggest one of the biggest uh things that happens is you get a lot of new people who go in and they expect to double or triple their money in one day. And those are the people who end up uh destroying their account in a week or two weeks. Um my friend that I was talking about who who now does it for a living, um, he actually blew up his first account. So he turned it into almost zero. And um and now he so then he ended up opening a second account and now he's living off the second account. He quit his job and he's just doing this full time. Mm-hmm. But um what? Uh, another example is when I left uh-huh. Wall Street, there was this guy that there was this guy who I knew and he uh right going into the subprime meltdown and after the subprime meltdown, he actually ended up crushing his account. He turned his he turned his account, which was roughly about 200000 into $1,800 in just a matter of months. And it was because of this risk management and expecting to triple or quadruple his money in a day or two. And it was issue, it's always issues like that that cause people to end up losing their shirts in the market. Right. The second question I want to ask you is, what is the least amount of money that you can put in? I know it's not a dollar. But are there dollar trades? <laughs> you know. So, you, you know, there there are. I mean, the smaller the smaller amount that you put in, the higher the chance of losing it. Um, mm-hmm. There. Uh, whenever I tell people, whenever people ask me, well, what should I start with? I always tell them, well, if you could start, if you could start with a thousand, start with a thousand. If you could start with two thousand, start with two thousand. Um, usually I tell people if you're going to end up going in, I would say a thousand is a good place to start. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there are, there are times where we do these trades where you could get in for two bucks. Um, but, Mm. uh, for, for example, uh, um, I think it was like two months ago, there was this trade, it cost two bucks to get into, but instead I ended up putting, I ended up putting, I think I put like 400 or 500 bucks into the trade. And in about 45 minutes, that trade ended up turning into a little bit more than 12 grand. Mm. 45 minutes. Well, that's good, but that's not, I mean, that's because you know what you're doing. So what do you recommend yeah. for the person who wants to get into it? I, I mean, personally, I'm thinking, don't just jump into this thing. You got to know what you're doing here because you can lose your shirt. Yeah. On it. You know. Yeah, so what do you suggest? So he, they, go ahead. So I mean, if someone wants to, if someone's really serious about this and they want to get into it, I always say that you should find someone who can mentor you. There's only so mm-hmm. much that you can. There's only so much that you can read in books, and there's only so much that you could find online. And to be honest, when you go online, you're going to have 50 different people 
give you 50 different answers. The other thing is um, you're going to find people who don't really know what they're doing, who don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. end up uh, joining my group, and they would tell me that they were in another group, everything was going good, and then all of a sudden they had one bad trade that the, that the person running the group told them to load the boat on and wiped out everybody's account, and he just disappeared. Ah! <laughs> and this this happens oh. a lot. Or, or or you get a lot of these people who who end up uh who end up on these bad trades and they don't want to admit it and then they just disappear mm. from the internet for a couple of days. And then they come back and they're like, Oh, but we got rid of the trade before it went sour. So those those are the kind of people that you don't want to deal with. So it's always hard trying to find someone. Um, and I always say that if you do find someone good, you should stick to that one person because you don't want to, you don't want to find five different people that are telling you five different things. Um, right. for example, there's, there's this guy, uh, is this other guy in my group named Roy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been trading for, I think he told me he's been trading for a couple of decades now. And okay. he, he ended up learning from multiple places. And he told me that uh, he was saying that when he decided to give my way um, a shot, he realized that I teach completely different from everyone else. And he felt like the stuff that he learned in the past was taught backwards. So mm. you, you, always need to, you always need to find someone that knows what they're talking about, and then you need to stick to them. Um, right. So you get too many people that jump back and forth between different people for whatever reason. Right. Wow. Wow. Like everyone... now, how, do you charge to be in your group? And um, I know that people can go to kmoneygroup.com. That's the letter K and yeah. then moneygroup.com. Yeah. But do you charge to be in your group? And so what is the process by which somebody would go in and start? Can, what I'm looking for is yeah. how they go in your group and what's the minimum they, they can start with so they can just kind of get their feet wet. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are different things that you can do. So we have, we have every, we have basically anything, ranging from free to, to uh, ten thousand um, dollars. Mm-hmm. So if they, if they come and check out our Facebook group, it's called K Money Trading. Um, if they go to our Facebook group, um, it's a free community. Anyone can get in, um, and they can learn from there. Uh, a lot of times I end up posting free videos where I end up teaching something. So I'll, I'll end up teaching something um, that I like to talk about or I'll teach something that other people, uh, other people tend to charge for. So, uh, for example, next weekend uh, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about a method that this other well-known person, I'm not going to name names, they they end up charging i think they charge like uh 50 bucks a month to use this method on on their uh on their trading platform so basically okay. i'm going to give it all away and tell everyone how to use it and how to do oh, it that nice. way you don't have to save 50 bucks yeah wow so uh, yes yeah, so, wow. i mean we have we have different things we have we have the free facebook group we have a chat room on the website the chat room is only 3 bucks a month we have text mm-hmm. message alerts whenever I buy something or sell something. We get a text message. Um, and then we have courses, and we have a lot of hands-on courses as well. 
Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I love that. I love that. I have, I have like you know the the typical uh, money market you know uh, account, and I have a, yeah. uh, I have like you know just the 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 the, um, the apps that you can buy and purchase stock, but I've never yeah. done the money market, uh, the trading, the the day trading because I don't want to <laughs> lose my shirt on it. <laughs> so I'm like. Ah, <laughs> But again, like you said, you know, you never know if you could take if a person could take a hundred dollars and just start learning, would that be a good thing to do? Well, again, I always say if you start with at least 500 or a thousand bucks, then I would say go for it um, because you're you just increase your odds. Um, I I would Mm -hmm. say think of it this way. Let's say let's say you're a professional poker player. And gotcha. you, you know exactly what you're doing. You're not going to bet all your money on one hand because even they know that they're not going to win every hand even though they're a pro. So mm-hmm. you always have to be able to manage your risk. So if you're going in with 100 bucks and all you can play with on the spot is 100 bucks, you still have that. You basically have like a 50-50 chance if you're going to make money or not. But if you, right. if you have a little bit more like 500 bucks or 1000 bucks then you then you increase your chances a little bit in case something goes wrong you can always do something else you have the you have you. the ability to do something else but um mm-hmm. but even people with smaller accounts we have we have this uh we have these text message alerts so we ended up creating this thing called the 30 30k challenge right okay so we we have three different ones one for swing trading, one for day trading, and one, it's a little bit more complicated, called spread trading. Uh, okay. All the accounts ended up starting with $2,000, and the goal is to get them all to $30,000. And then once they hit $30,000, we're going to donate all the money. Oh, nice. So, that's, so the text messages are actually based off of those accounts. So people mm-hmm. who want to just follow along and copy the trades, they can get. They can end up signing up and getting the text message alerts and following them if they want. Right. So we trade That's them nice. pretty aggressively, um, and the reason why we ended up doing this is a lot of people they want to see what we can do. Um, last year, I took one of my friend's accounts uh, that had fifteen hundred bucks in it, and we turned it into forty thousand in about five months. So mm. we're basically trying to trying to uh, emulate that all over again. You know, you could take, like, some of my accounts and just turn them in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have so many people who always, who always ask that. I, I always get so many friends and family who ask me that. And I say, I always tell them, well, I'll teach you how to do it. Why would you, why would you want me to just do it when you can do it yourself? And you can end up, if, if you want to, you can end up quitting your job and doing this full time if you wanted to. Work an hour a day, right. and that's it. Well, you know how it goes. People want you to do it because you're so good at it. <laughs> yeah, but but you know what? It's it's actually extremely boring. Everyone always thinks that there's a lot more to it than there really is. Um, we we know that well. The basics of the market, you know, it can go up, it can go down, or it can just go sideways. So I always mm-hmm. tell people that. Um, all the all these places that are offering to teach you, all these books, all these videos, and so on, they make everything so complicated where you're drawing lines all over the place. 
And the thing is, if you have five people drawing lines and trying to predict the direction, you're probably going to get five different answers. Well, three different answers. Right. Uh, from five different people. But if you can if you can break it down into a simple way like how I do it, how I end up teaching everyone, it ends up being a lot more simpler because now everyone can emulate it. Everyone knows exactly when they got in, when they got out, why they got in, why they got out, and so on, or where they messed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of it's kind of like how it's kind of like how uh, cars were originally made, where everything was so complicated, and then Ford came in. And he created an assembly line and made everything right. simple and straightforward. And that's exactly what we end up doing. We make everything mm. simple, straightforward. We cut out all the fat. And we try to teach you to do everything as quickly as possible. Where most of these people who make money off of teaching, their goal is to just get you to keep paying and paying and paying every month and keep taking more courses. But for us, we, mm-hmm. we do this for a living, and the teaching is basically a little side thing for the people that are interested right. in doing this for the long, for the long now, run. Now, I have, I have one more question, and, you know, yeah. um, I'm very inquisitive because I like to get out, like, the, the major questions. The, the one biggest question that I have for you is, I'm a business person. So let's say I put in a thousand and all of a sudden I get twelve grand. It comes straight and yeah. it's like boom, twelve grand. Got twelve grand. Mm-hmm. And then I take another two or three thousand and I make another thirty thousand dollars or forty thousand. So now mm-hmm. I have fifty two thousand dollars. What kind yep. of a business frame would that be for me? Should I have something set up, an LLC, uh, a so, company? What should I do to cover myself? Because what if this right. account goes into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then what? Right. So if you're doing this on your own and you don't set up a business for it, you're you're basically subject to uh, your regular income tax bracket. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're paying forty percent. They don't pay 40% on these trades. But if you set up an LLC, they actually change things over the years. So a lot of people, they used to set up LLCs to do trading because you only end up paying 10% on taxes. But mm-hmm. basically, the IRS ended up catching on to it. So now they say um, you can't set up an LLC just for trading, but you can set up an LLC for something else, and you can trade in it and get the same benefits. So you can set up you can set up an LLC for let's say dog walking, and you can trade out of your dog walking business. You can have an account set up wow. for your dog walking business and trade that way. Mm. So yeah, so I mean you can always you can always ask the CPA and they can set everything up for you, or they'll mm. go through everything with you in terms of the tax benefits of doing it because there's or there's also so many write offs that you can get from it and deductions. Right, right. And at the end of the day, this is something mm-hmm. that if you get good at it Uh huh. I mean have okay, I, I have to ask. Have you ever lost anything? Have you ever lost any money even though you know what you're doing? Yeah, of course. So just like just like I was saying with um with professional poker players, like they're always gonna have rounds that they lose. They're not going to win 100% of all the games they play just because they're professionals. Um, mm-hmm. I do have, I do end up having losing days sometimes. 
Um, I think, uh, I think in the, since the year started, I probably had maybe about, I don't know, maybe 15 losing days or less. Mm. So, I mean, that's not bad considering the year just, the, yeah. um, we're in. So, um, but you know, again, it comes down to, it comes down to managing risks. So, when we do have these losing days, they're not massive losing days where you're like, all right, I'm going to have to eat ramen all of night. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. so I mean, one of, the, one of the guys who I ended up teaching, um, his name is David. He works with me. Uh, he actually just turned 18 in December. Um, and he, he actually read a ton of these different trading books. Um, and he, he'd end up posting his own analysis, and then when it ended up not working, he ended up coming to me. And I taught him to trade just like me. So now he, so now he posts um, a lot of his trading days online and what his results are. So he'll have Ooh. days where he's walking, walking away with $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 more. And, again, the losing days, they're not they're – not so bad. They might be a couple hundred bucks. And again, it comes down right. to just managing your risk. Right. Well, I want to thank you yeah. for being on the show. You guys can reach the yeah, um, K at kmoneygroup.com or on Facebook, K Money Trading. Yeah. And definitely, uh, you know, make sure that you reach out and, and, you know, try it out. I mean, you know, you never know. You might be good at this. You might be good at trading. And then you can teach me. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, stop on thank by so or talk to one of the, talk to one of the people that I work with. Uh, you can find them on the page or the uh, the page of the group too. I have um, David, Evan, Cameron, Shelly, and Tim. All of them work with me. Really cool people. We're like a family. So if you have any questions, you can always reach out to one of them or me. Awesome, Ken. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, then. Until next time, you got to come back and let us know how you're doing. Will do. All right. (laughs) Bye. All right. Have a good one. You too. You guys can reach Ken at kmoneygroup.com, also Facebook, kmoneytrading. We're going to go ahead and go to our next caller. Thank you so much for being a guest on Dream Chasers Radio. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Um, are you talking to me? This is Dr. Mary Jo Podgerski. I am. I am. Hi, doctor. How are you? Just call me Mary Awesome. Jo. Awesome. Can you hear me? Yeah. Are you able to hear me? I can hear, hear well? you, yes. I can okay. hear you, yes. Excellent. I was listening to the other speaker and very interested. I know nothing about money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> not my thing. Kids are my thing, so... Yeah, I'm excited to speak with you. This is a very innovative way to get information out, and I'm an educator before I'm anything else. So I love any kind of modality or method that allows us to teach. So um, my work is primarily with young people. That is what I, how I spend my days. It keeps me young. Uh-huh. So you, you work with families and, and uh, serving young people and their families. Your background is in do, education I- and counseling. That's correct. I'm a nurse first, awesome. and then I did a counseling master, and then I have an education doctorate. 
I started the Teen Outreach in 1988, and we serve young people in our community in seven different programs. Um, one of them is a teen center, and it's very active. Mm-hmm. It's 11 years old, and teens run it. They, I hire them and pay them, and they actually run the center, which is why it works. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now you are an author of 28 books. Actually, I'm up to 36 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, I'm a nanny, uh, uh. grandma in a town. Yeah. And so I've written eight of them, and I'm working on number nine right now. Um, and my goal is to facilitate conversations between adults and young people on the tough subjects, the really difficult mm-hmm. ones that people tend to leave as an elephant in the living room. Right. Okay. Wow. Now, Doctor, let me ask you a question. Writing a book, yeah. staying motivated to do what you do within your craft, within your within your dream and your goal, what is that like for you on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week or however you go about it? It's really easy for me, but I'm lucky. I mean, I'm one of those people who knew what, I, knew what she wanted to do early, although it's changed a lot. I um, started out in nursing. I've never been sorry about that. I did pediatric oncology, so I worked with kids that were very, very sick and dying, and that changed my life and made me very motivated to do things like um, that I want to do, that, that my dream has to be fulfilled. It's the kind of thing that I embraced young, and I was only 23 mm-hmm. when I worked with kids that were very sick, and I, I that was an aha moment for me. So everything I've done right. since then has been aware of the fact that we only have so many hours. So I shoot for my dreams. I really do. My husband teases me that there's going to be a note on my casket. Tomorrow I have to do this. But I love writing, and I love working with kids. Uh-huh. And the most fun that I have with the naughty books is I do focus groups before I write them, usually midway. Okay. Uh-huh. So I sit with young people, sixth, second to fourth graders, fifth and sixth graders, seventh and eighth graders, and separately. And I ask them how to, how to how they would like to be have a conversation about these topics. And I don't know if you'd like me to share what topics I'm looking at. Uh, they're tough. Definitely. They're not easy ones. Right. Okay, so and the first one I wrote was about gender. Yes. Yeah. About gender? Okay. Okay. Um, but let's yeah, talk yeah. about dreaming first, because I know that's what I've been told you'd like to talk about. So I have a really strong feeling about empowering young people to find their dreams, which is where we think, I think mm. we have to start. Mm-hmm. It's hard to start when somebody's 40. you you got to start when they're little, like 8, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. And yes, I believe very strongly that no one empowers another person by giving them power. You have power. I have power. Adults can mentor young people to find their power. You don't give it to them because it's not mm-hmm. your dream. It's theirs. Right. So what I, what I do is start young with um, little dreams. What's your little dreams? And, and jump into that. And sometimes they have big dreams, and, and I work hard with um, helping them see what those dreams could mean, doing college visits, um, shadowing careers they think they enjoy. I'll tell you something mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I've been, I volunteered with pregnant teens from 1976 to 1996, and then we got funding, and we still have a program for young parents. It's a wonderful program because parenting is not based on age. It's based on a human. So a Mm -hmm. 15-year-old can be one heck of a good parent. 
And so when I was first working with young parents back in the 70s, I actually had, I noticed that a lot of my young mothers would say, when I said, what's your dream? They'd say, I'd like to work at, and they would name a fast food place. Mm -hmm. And I began to realize that that's an easily achievable dream. And if they say that publicly, they don't fail in the eyes of people. They say, I'd like to work with credit schemes. We might fail. And so one of the things about having a dream is you have to accept the fact you're going to fail on the way. You're going to stumble. You Mm -hmm. step up and you do it again. And that's another thing I try to give them, that belief in themselves that they are worthy of their dreams, that their their dream Mm. is worthy in and of itself. Yeah, I love that. I'm really lucky. Yeah. Do you ever motivate anyone to stay motivated within their dream? Like, have you ever found that oh, they get they get started and then all of a sudden it's like they get discouraged or something like that, and you have to kind of, you kind of got to have to remind them of why they began what they began in the first place? Absolutely, but it's not so much about why. It's about how. Okay. Mm. So I have young people start off in college, for example, not having an awareness of what that loan is going to be. Mm-hmm. And they have some money, they have some financial aid, but if it's not 100%, books are ridiculous. Um, I know. If you commit, you have to have a car. It's hard to get education. I try to get them to see many choices, like though tech, technical stuff is wonderful. I just pay the plumber a fortune. I mean, it's good to be able to do that stuff. On the okay. other dream might be college. I never shoot that down. So it's not so much the why they're doing it, although that does happen. What is more powerful is the how. How do I maintain mm. this? How do I keep the money coming? How do I not abandon? What, what do I do when I think my family's falling apart, when I feel I should be contributing to my family? I've got younger sibs here. Why, why mm. am I taking this money? I see this all the time. I have a great faith in young people, and they are a lot more unselfish than many adults think. I mean, they have mm-hmm. a lot of angst over how to help families, their families. So the motivation is primarily to hear what they're saying, not just to listen, but to hear and to then help them, help them find resources, guide them in the right directions to get money so they can stay in school. Um, it's possible for young people to flounder without a financial challenge. We all have done that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you don't know where the wow. end of the dream is. I tell them that dreams change. So I'm a sexologist. I actually am a sexuality educator, and my staff and I have taught 230,000 young people sex ed from 1988 to 2013. That's a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I didn't know I was going to teach that. I didn't know I was going to teach sex ed. I knew I loved teaching. I knew I loved nursing and healthcare, but I didn't know I was going to teach sexuality. And then I had a young mm-hmm. parent who was only 12, and she had a baby that was caused by incest. And she had a very difficult life. And I was her doula, a person who stayed with her in labor as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. And I was present at the time. And when I came home, the reality of her life, the fact that her life was so much more challenging than mine, hit me in the gut. And that was my second aha moment. The first was when I was with pediatric oncology patients and they were dying. And the second was, oh, my goodness, my pregnancy is so easy. And I decided I would talk about sexuality. So one of the things I teach young people is that dreams change. And it's mm-hmm. okay to do that. It's okay right. to say, this is my dream right now, but oh, wow, I think I want to go over there. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and being yeah. that they are young, it will change because they'll they'll learn Absolutely. more about the world as they go out into Absolutely. the world. I always tell, I tell my son when he finished high school, I said, "Now your life will begin." Yeah, you're right. He looked at me like I was you're crazy. So right. I well, said, "Now your life will yeah. begin." Right. Childhood is important. It lasts forever in our in our hearts and in mm-hmm. our minds, but. Right. Adulthood is when we begin to find the dreams and seek them. Um, right. But again, one of my fears is that they will, if they stumble, that they'll quit. Right. If they fail at their initial dream, like this happens a lot in my community. They have a lot of wonderful athletes. These are great kids. They work real, real hard. And their dream is mm-hmm. NBA or NFL. Well, you know the percentage of kids who make it that far. Not very and many. So I, I want to know be, one person. No. No, so I want to be there whenever that dream fails to come to reality so I can help right. them reframe that dream. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, the last thing you want to do is spend your life doing something you hate. Right. Let me it's ask you a question. Sure. It, it definitely is. Let me ask you a question. So within one goal or one dream, like like the, the sports, uh, a, a football player. Okay. So sure. I always tell people, it may just be that you want, you know, you want to be in football. It may not be the football right. player, but how about right. a sports, a sports medicine, or rehabilitation? Sure. How about sure. a coach? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. how about Absolutely. how about a, how about a, a referee? Absolutely. And the same is too in the arts. Like young people will think because they were in local community theater, they're going to go to New York or L.A. and they're going to make it on the big time. And they might, and I never discourage that. No, no, yeah, of course. In my opinion, this this is just my opinion, if you become a director or a stage manager or a playwright, you didn't settle. You reframed your dream, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, If you become one of the best coaches ever, whatever it is that you do, you do it 100%. And that's part of why I started Mm -hmm. writing the Nani books because the books have children and adults talking. And the first one I wrote Mm. was about gender because gender is so controversial. Oh, it is. I took on the hard, hard topics, like I said. The latest one I wrote was about trauma, and I wrote it after Parkland and the shooting there Mm. to try to get a communication, a conversation happening between adults and kids about things like lockdowns, which I don't right. know if we understand how much we're hurting kids by doing that. I've been in lockdowns. They're scary. Yeah. I also, They're very scary. The, the, seventh, oh, the seventh book I did was Nani talked about consent. And that mm-hmm. came out of the Me Too movement and the reality that I think children of all ages need to learn about consent. You start young. And it's not about sexuality. It's about empathy and respect for another person. Mm-hmm. If I were in charge of the universe. Every child would be taught to have those two things. A lot of things wouldn't happen. A lot of horrible things wouldn't happen if children were taught to respect others. Yeah, I definitely so, agree with you on my that. Tagline, my so. fundamental tagline is each person is a person of worth. That's what I believe. <laughs> Wow. I try hard wow. to make it happen. Yeah. But it's good stuff. I'm so lucky to do the stuff I do. Now, your book and, and yeah. I mean, your accomplishments, you know, awarded the uh, Athena Women's, Women of Wisdom Award in 2004, the NAACP Human Rights Award in 2008. Congratulations. 
VARC, the Art Community Award in 2014, the Healthy Teen Network Excellence in Sexuality Education Award in 2014, and the Carol Mendez Casual Award for Excellence in Sexuality Education in 2014. Girlfriend, you go, girl. (laughs) Shoot. Do it, girl. None of those, none of those mean, none of those mean as much as having one young person connect with you when they're in their thirties, and that happens all the time to me. Mm -hmm. It's the kids who are young women and young men. I write a column for my newspaper. It's a little local newspaper called Ask Mary Jo for the Observer Reporter every Thursday, and and last week's column was from a mother who I taught when she was a teen who now has a ten and a twelve year old and wanted some wisdom and. Mm-hmm. came to me. That happens all the time. I just had a, a, a text from a young person who's almost 40 who has a concern with a cancer threat and wanted to know what, what should happen next. I mean, mm. it's all about connection. So awards are lovely, right. and they also help with funding because we do seek funding, obviously. But right. to me, my award is when I connect with a young person, and they connect with right. me. It's a two-way street. I learn from them. It definitely is. Definitely. Them. Definitely. Absolutely. Now, okay. So you got the books. So you, you got everything. But what I'm looking at, too, is, okay, stay motivated within your craft, okay? So the writing, the motivation, yeah. the, the, the counseling and right. everything. Your business, your business, all those awards, right. your, your accreditation, being a doctor, you know, going to school, right. getting your education, all that is your business. How important is that to you? when it comes to presenting yourself as a person who can do this. Okay. So people make judgments in about seven seconds when they meet you. Not on paper, mm-hmm. when they actually meet you. So when I walk into a class of sixth graders who do not know me, they have, I know that they're, they're judging me. They're judging me mm-hmm. right away. So if I describe mm-hmm. you to me, I'm short, I'm chunky, what the kids call thick. Um, I'm old, I'll be <laughs> 70 next year. Right now I'm fighting mm-hmm. breast cancer, so I have I don't have a hat, any, oh. I don't have hair anymore, so I wear different turbans or wraps all the time. I think it's funny. I have all different colors. I tell the kids up front, cancer doesn't mean it kills you. Cancer means you fight hard for life. Because right. and then they start telling me about their family members who have it. So what motivates me is the reactions I get from young young people. I actually pride not about the cancer, my friend, but about not being able to teach. I had to cancel my class at W and J because I couldn't teach it. And I sobbed over that. But as far as chemo and mm. surgery, that's just part of life. Life goes mm-hmm. on, and we, we deal with the cards. That I have a very strong faith. I figure God's walking with me. Um, and I'm okay. I really am okay. So how do I keep motivated? Uh, because I know I'm lucky to be alive. And that's not because of this diagnosis. I did that in right. 1972. I lost children that, that I was caring for that were so sick, and the parents suffered too. And when those babies died, and I say baby even if they were 16, Mm-hmm. I knew that I was given something that they didn't have anymore. And my motivation is intrinsic. It's very spiritual. I don't mean religious. I just am aware of the fact that I have a, a body that is, is finite. It has an end point. It has a date mm-hmm. that's stamped on it. But my spirit is strong. And so I will go right. as long as I can. I will work as long as I can breathe. I will write as long as my hands work and my brain connects. Um, the, mm-hmm. the book I'm doing now is Nani Talks About Disability. Awesome. And I'm in love with it. I have a 17-year-old girl who lives in a wheelchair who is my consulting author. I am paying her just like I would a professional. I am, she'll be second author on Amazon. Um, and in the book, she is a character. 
and I do not talk about her as a disabled person. She teaches with me, and she actually does is a peer educator with me. And in the book, we look at an individual living on the spectrum, a child with Down syndrome, and, um, and an individual who is does, cannot hear. And we talk about how mm-hmm. full these people are, that they are all worthy, just like a typical young person. And then my favorite part of it is, um, in the book before that, the book about consent, I have two characters, Tamika mm-hmm. and Alex, who are actually based on my peer educators who are now 37, 38. They're really old. But when I started writing these books, in my head, these were my characters. So anyway, Alex admits that he has a crush, and Tamika teases him, but he won't tell who it is. So in the next book, Ugh. which is Nani talks about relationships, I'm going mm-hmm. to have Alex ask the little girl in the wheelchair to go to the dance with him because that's his crush. Yeah. I, I want to normalize wow. that everybody, everybody's human. Everybody has right. stuff they want to do and desires, and it, yeah. Um, it's, these are yeah, good books. I love them. I do. They're a labor of love. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, where can people reach you? Where can they find the books? It's easy. Um, they're on Amazon. You just have to put my name in, which is hard to spell. Do you want me to spell it? I got it right there. Um, okay. Let me see. I got it and here. And my email. The, yeah. The people can actually copy and paste that into their browser because I have it right here. So D Mary as well. Okay, I don't have your email, but I don't put out email on online. There's that. There's a yeah, reason my, for that. My website. <laughs> but the website. Yeah, my website. Is it. Yes, D Mary. Mary. Mary Jo. Pro, it's Dr. Uh, Mary Jo. Dr. Right, right, right. Dr. Yeah. yeah. I see it. I see it. Yeah. yeah. But I'll be more yep, than happy to connect with anybody. Yeah. Thanks. Great. Yes. Thank you. Thank no you. problem. It's a nice you know, oh no! Hey, I love it. This is this is me within within my dream. This is this is what motivates Good. me to talk to people who have done so much for other people and 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 keep giving. And you know what? You're you know what? I I can't wait for you to call me back and say I am cancer free. Yes, <laughs> I want to hear that. I want to hear that. It'll happen. I want to hear It'll that. It'll happen. But in in the meantime, I'm going to keep writing and teaching. Yes, definitely, definitely. So absolutely. If you if you had any advice to give, and I'm sure you do, what would it be? Okay. You're worthy of your dream. You are worthy yeah. of your dream. No one can tell you or should tell you that you are not, that you can't achieve it. And if someone tells you Find another adult, a trusted adult, who will tell you that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I also have printed on the wall in my teen center, the best way to seek revenge is to do the thing that tell you, they tell you you can't do. <laughs> I love that. Yes. And you come back and you go, hi, guess what? I'm a doctor now or I'm an engineer or I have my own radio <laughs> show, right? Yeah, that's right. That's all about. Right. It, at the end of at the end of these kids' lives, they're going to look back on what they enjoyed and loved about their life, and the fact that that dream, whatever it is, is a dream that they are worthy of is the bottom line. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. Yeah, it's so I fun. Love that. So I have so much fun doing what I do. I really do. Mhm. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Doctor. You're welcome. Thank you so much for bringing your love. Just call me Mary and, Jo. And Mary Jo's good enough. Yeah. Mary Jo, I appreciate you definitely yes, and what you do. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Keep doing what you're doing. It's good stuff. All right. I am. I'll talk to you another time. I am. All right. Yes, please. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. I mean, to just do what you love and be there in the moment and, and, and write your books and compose your music or or helping other people to know their work, to to know that they can and to, to, to help. I mean, there's just it's 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 endless. It really is endless. Look. I want to I want to tell you something, and I and I hope you take this the right way. There are so many different areas that you can you can check out in life. Okay, you don't have to be envious of anybody else because you are so unique that you do what you do the best that you do, and no one else can do it the way you do it. And you have that knack. That is yours, and no one else can have it except if you don't pursue it. I'm encouraging you today to step into your future, to step into the moment where you begin. How do you begin? I think that if you have someone, something, or some motivation, or even an inkling that your beginning has already started. How would they say? Your beginning has already begun. <laughs> but to tell you the truth, we all have a gift. And again, I'm going to go back to the puzzle. We are all pieces of a puzzle. And I have my piece and you have yours. And we might be so similar that we're next to each other, but totally different pieces. We're totally different edges and totally different goals. But yet, my piece helps yours. I want to encourage you today and to help you to decide. What should you do? Okay, Yaya, I'm here on the air, and I hear you, and, and, and I got it. So so, what are you saying? What are you saying, Yaya? What are you saying? I'm saying... I have faith in you. I have the confidence in you to know that you know what's best for yourself. You may just need a little direction. You may just need a little help. You may just need a little encouragement, a little talk. And that's okay because guess what? We all do. We all need that motivation. We all need that talk. We all need that help. There is not a moment in our lives that we don't need someone else to say, hey, this may be the best thing. Look, today you could have been like, hey, I'm going to stop talking this way because my friend said this or or, or said that. Or I'm going to start believing and and start using my vocals and and, and I'm going to sing. But how did that come about? Motivation inspiration. Maybe you looked at something on TV and you got motivated. Don't lose that fire. 
Do whatever you need to do to keep that fire going, to keep that flame, to keep that motivation. Don't let anyone take that motivation away from you. Don't let anything diminish that motivation, to diminish your excitement about whatever you want to do. And, again, like the doctor said, if it should change, change it. Because in life, we go through phases. It may stay the same for for your entire life. It may be the one thing that you want to do and that's it. You're going to die doing this. And that's okay, too. But don't ever let anyone rob you of the one thing that you want so much in life that if you didn't do it, you just wouldn't be you. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. You're listening to Dream Chasers Radio right here with Yaya Diamond. Back. 
Did you forget? Did you forget? Now you're blowing up my spot. Did you forget? Cause you act like you forgot, God. Show some respect, boy. I kept that shit on lock, lock. Did you forget? Cause you act like you forgot. Did you forget? Now you're blowing up my spot. Did you forget? Cause you act like you forgot, God. Show some respect, boy. I kept that shit on lock, lock. That was uh, recording artist Dakota premiering her song here on Dream Chasers Radio. And, uh, you know, when when we go into a, a task, when we go into uh, something that we really want to do in life, it is not going to be easy. I'm going to tell you that much. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be something that uh, is going to be all cakes and ice cream and you're walking through the tulips and and uh, it's not. It's just not. However, it's definitely going to be rewarding. And and I want to say that, you know, a lot of us, we, we tend to forget why we began in the first place. I like what the doctor said. It, it's not really, it's not really the you know, the why, it's more like the how. How are we going to keep this going? How are we going to facilitate this? Staying motivated is is not why you began, because that, too, can be a motivation. But I think when you're in the middle of it all, it's how. How can we keep this going? How can we finance this? How can we uh, get this done? How can we, with no money, because sometimes it's, it's like that. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's, how can I do this, and I don't have the funding to do it. So I'm saying this to say all of this. Keeping your dream alive, getting motivated within your dream. You've already begun. You're in the middle of your dream. You're, you, you started everything. You got everything running, and all of a sudden you run out of something. Don't be discouraged. And you think, if you're not rich and you don't have connections, but you started off from the ground up, 100% of the people have gone through what you've gone through, what you're going through right now, 100%. Not everybody's going to be the, the top, you know, not everybody's going to be that millionaire. Not everybody is going to be looking down at everybody else. There are going to be some of us that are going to be going, wow, that is a tall mountain. That is a lot of steps. Oh, my gosh. I, you're telling me I have to go up there? How am I going to get up there? Well, I'm going to tell you right now how you're going to get up there. Right now, how are you going to get up there? One step at a time. one step at a time. If we focus on the next task at hand, we get that done, we can tackle the next one. Staying and getting motivated within your dream is all about taking it one moment 
and one step at a time. Well, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. It has been wonderful. And, I mean, this has been a great show. I want to thank all the callers for calling in. Cameron Abahani, Abahani, K Money, uh, Dr. Mary Jo, and also for Dakota premiering her song right here on Dream Chasers Radio. I, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Sometimes it can be a challenge for me to get on the show and to get on the air. And, um, you know, I'm on location. I'm sitting in a parking lot again. But it's like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do this? Yes, I do. I do. And so, again, my name is Yaya Diamond. You can reach us at Yaya Diamond TV on Roku. Uh, Dream Chasers Radio is all over the place. Uh, iHeart, iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher. We're also on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio, North Coast, Florida, as well as Bomb Baby Radio in New York City, and Dream Chasers Radio and TV Networks. Um, we're also, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a certified life coach, so uh, you guys can tune in and get some great advice here. I'll be starting our membership site really soon, so uh, stay in tune with that. If you'd like to subscribe to our newsletter that's coming out, you can go ahead and hit me up at Yaya the Life Coach at gmail.com. That's Yaya the Life Coach at gmail.com. If you'd like to join us on Roku and you got ideas, Roku, that'll be TV at YayaDiamond.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm going to call it a night. And, you know, I I have to say this. You know, I always say it, but I want to explain this. I want to explain this to you. Daring to be different is a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a challenge that I take on every day of my life. And I am different. And I embrace my difference. And I want you to do that too. So when I say dare to be different, embrace it. Embrace it. That is what's going to make you the best that you can be in your life. Being different is amazing. And you are amazing. Thank you guys again so much for being on the show. And don't forget to what? Come on, say it with me. Dare to be different, baby. Until next time, guys. Good night. Mm-hmm.